guys and gals, welcome to the Oxford Holy Club, a place where we ready ourselves to give an answer for the hope that's in us. We will also try to answer your questions, random questions from the interwebs, and have some fun too. So put some seatbelts on your ears because we're in for a wild ride. Welcome everyone to the Oxford Holy Club uh, podcast. We're so glad that you're here with us tonight. Episode 148 entitled Spoilers, Smorp, and Theories. It's going to be an absolutely excellent episode despite the awkward start. <laughs> Gentlemen, how are you guys doing? Good. Very well. Good. Enough of that nonsense, folks. You can follow us uh, on all the social medias that ma- matter, matter. And uh, you can find our website, www.oxfordholyclub.com. If you go to that website, you can submit questions, comments, queries, all kinds of fun things to us there. You can also find links to all the social medias that we are on. And if you do use those social medias, use that hashtag thing, uh, OH Club. Uh, we'd really appreciate that. Hey, Dwight, nice to see you. Is OHC. Or Oprah. Hmm. Okay, so Dwight is either going to be watching uh, us or Oprah tonight. Guys, nice to see you, Christina. It kind of feels cool to me that that we're competing with Oprah. What What do you mean? Really, it was the it was bound to happen. The, the the head the head off head down. Yeah. Show off the show. Yeah. All right. The what? <laughs> A showdown. That's the word I'm looking for. Was showdown. We'll get there. Just listen to the follow-up. It's in the same message he sent. Looking for looking at Lucas to bring his A game. <laughs> so um, nowhere to go, nowhere to go but up from here. Uh, welcome everyone. Yeah. Glad that you're with us. Why don't we just get this thing rolling? You know what? This thing's a runaway train already. So let's just continue. We're gonna toss to Lucas and all right, Poe and Ponderable, where I throw out a question and we answer it. Uh, the question today is, if you could take one, either a legend or a conspiracy theory, you know, we all fall down the YouTube rabbit hole sometimes, I think, um, that one of those conspiracy theories or legend or a myth, and you could make it true, which would you want to be true? And there's a lot out there that you would not want to be true, but which ones that you kind of wish, like, ah, I kind of wish this was true. That would be cool. Um, I'll start first. And mine is, um, there's a lot of Atlantis theories, um, and I'm going to go with Atlantis, but not just like boring old Atlantis, but like the Atlantis as like a, a civilization that was like way ahead of everybody else that was in Antarctica, something weird happened, uh, and the whole thing came crashing down and snow's covering it. That's why we don't know where it is today. If that really happened, how cool would that be? It's like we found Antarctica and it was awesome. Is there a, uh, is there so a Stargate? A cool is there a Stargate in your version of it? There's no Stargate. I mean, I wish, but I mean, I, I'm just going to stay with is regular that the Stargate theory. That it's no, I don't, I don't think Antarctica? it's from that. That's the star- there are connections. <laughs> that's the that's but it's Stargate Atlantis. I mean, that's just a fantastic show. Anyway, it is a magical two show. Seasons of that, How about you guys? What are some uh, things you'd like to see come to pass? Wow. Uh, Andrew, go ahead. So full disclosure, when you gave us the two options and I said mm-hmm. this one, I meant the other one. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't come prepared with a legend. <laughs> well, but, maybe Brad can talk while you're thinking, or maybe you've thought of one already. I was in a board meeting when you did all this, so I was still well, hoping, hoping Andrew was going to carry the weight. It's kind of boring, but I really like um, 
the area 51 stuff yes, like yes. just like me too you know what <laughs> what if there actually is you know an alien spaceship there or like what are they actually hiding there uh i think that's that could be interesting it's super freaky if it was mm-hmm. like true uh but mm-hmm. uh i I love the movie Independence Day, which I think portrays the secrecy of Area 51 quite well. Mm-hmm. Uh, hold on. Uh, I don't know if I can find this. I'm not sure if I can find this fast enough. Just a second. One. Oh, he's looking. <laughs> oh, maybe he's found it. You guys, um, you guys, talk, for- you guys talked and filled in that dead air, right? For yep. sure. Do you, did you find the thing? I did. <laughs> Legends of the Islands. No, you, it says Legends of Prince Edward Island. Um, we all knew which island. Uh, it looks like one of my children got a hold of it and marked on it. Uh, so, mm, or someone marked on it. Dun dun dun. So okay, Hugh X Files music. I I, I got to be honest. My initial gut reaction to this question was I kind of went the alien route as well. I'm, I'm really not trying to steal your thunder. I didn't think of Area 51, but I was thinking of extraterrestrial life and what would that mean for the christian mm-hmm. um and that conversation mm. that conversation is out there and there's different theories and all that and i mean one could make the argument that extraterrestrial life does exist because we believe in you know angels and demons and and all of that they're not of the earth they're in the spiritual realm so there is life other than life on earth um so you, you know you could take it that route but if if i one of the legends I've always heard growing up on the island, especially living close to the beach, is about the ghost ship. And it's and I and I'd have to find it, I have to pull it up in here, but but I remember my dad talking about this ghost ship uh, uh off of um <laughs> off of the island and and I forget what shore, but I know um like West Point, you can they've seen it there, they claim to have seen it, but that you can see the ship that's on fire. Uh, in the night and sailors are all jumping off into the water. Now this apparently happened hundreds and hundreds of years ago. My dad claims to have seen it. Other people uh, that I actually legitimately trust as sources have claimed to see it. Other people that I definitely do not believe have also claimed to see (laughs) it. Uh, So that kind of damages it a little bit, but, uh, but it's been like an, an apparently off of our beach and, and then on the other side, like on the North shore and places like that. So if I could, if there could be one that could be true that I could experience, I would love for that one, just because it's been a part of growing up. It's always been like at late at night, you'd be out at the beach and you just kind of wonder, is that, is that a ship on fire or is that just New Brunswick? And <laughs> And guys, it's, on fire. It's been it's been New Brun. Yeah, it's been New Brunswick, uh, nine out of ten times. New Brunswick is lit. Yeah. What was yours, Lucas? I apologize. Uh, the Atlantis oh, as, yes, a, yes. as an advanced civilization yeah. that was actually in uh, Antarctica. But I think that could be mashing two different theories together. Uh, and I just uh, give a shout out um, to Oak Island. Uh, I, I do mm-hmm. not follow the show uh, like some <laughs> who follow it religiously, uh, but I do <laughs> think it's pretty cool. I think it's cool that's in Nova Scotia, and um, and I don't know how much of it is fake or real in the show, but it's pretty neat that they're always finding something that mm-hmm. keeps them going. Like there's obviously something there, 
mm. whether or not it's all the money they think is there or not. Who knows? But mm-hmm. it is uh, it is interesting. Good grief. Listen to some of these. I apologize, but listen to some of these legends from the go. island. Um, the clanking chain. Um, Patty Dugan's wife. I mean, come on. Uh, also, Christina, just just very quickly, I see you've mentioned Lighthouse Willie. Lighthouse Willie is my family. Um, that, that man's not a legend. The Ball of Fire, The Haunted House in West Devon, The Haunted Room. Uh, page 49, They Became Mermaids. Uh, the Burial of Mark Sims must not have gone well. The Legend of Kello's Hollow, The Poisoned Wine Cup, The Melodious Whistler. My uh, mom would love that book. Okay. Uh, um, <laughs> she just loves like like history or what, or whatever about like different places. Like, uh, Here we go. This might be it actually. Um, Phantom Ship of Sea Cow Head. But then there's like um, The Devil Took the Money, The Meteor and the Angel. Oh my goodness. The le- legend has it that a wizard's ring was cursed. Keep it secret. Keep it safe. <laughs> one one ring to rule them all and in the darkness bind them. Um, anyway, I, I need to read this book. Lucas, you've, you have awakened something in me. Uh, uh, search for legends. Man. I'm a teacher. It's what I do. Oh, yeah. There you go. <laughs> Love of literacy. What's the deal with Oak Island? What's the deal with Oak Island? I don't actually know, Andrew. You mentioned Did it. somebody just ask that? No, I'm asking. Is, oh, it's like uh, off of Nova Scotia, and there's apparently like a ship that buried all their treasure there somewhere. Okay. And it's just. And they'll been, dig down, and like all of a sudden they'll hit a trap, and it'll flood the thing again with seawater and all kinds of crazy stuff. There's like, there's all these people that have tried to dig it over the years, and there's. You know, they're always finding like little clues that keep like that stuff that shouldn't be there. That's there. And everything. Like, and and so, are, sorry, are there people that live on Oak Island? Like, is it a populated place? No, it's just a little island. You can go to it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you can go on it, but you can like go to the there's basically like a causeway to it. OK. Um, And I mean, they film the show there most most of the year, I think. But you can't actually go there. A teacher I work with is like super into the show and she went there for a vacation. Cause I mean, it's not that far away from us. So they went there, they visited one of the, they saw one of the characters. They probably looked at the whole, I don't know. So what do you, yeah. what do, you do? Uh, so, okay. So you're, so what you're telling me with all of our modern technology, we're not able to just, just definitively either dig up the treasure or just prove that it doesn't exist. We just keep going and it all oh, the stuff that they they have like they like shoot like sonar into the ground and map it and I don't know. I mean obviously part <laughs> they could have found it years ago and they've just been keeping the show going. I don't know. Maybe that's how they finance the show with the treasure. Yeah. Before the show was on, I remember reading a book about it back in the day, and there's been like I think three or four separate times when they're like, we're going to use today's modern technology, like in the 1900s and the 1920s, yeah, yeah. 1950s, where like they go in and someone will go into like a million dollars in the newest technology and they always go bust. Wow. And then this is the newest one that ha- just happens to have a show that's like financing it. So Bill says you can stay there. Yes. Actually, I have a question to answer specifically to Bill. Uh, we're cousins, Bill. That's the answer to your question. 
<laughs> I know. I know that sounds very random. I meant to message him. He's Bill. Bill sent me a text message, and uh, and I just didn't answer. And I meant to. And that's how. There you go, Bill. Mystery <laughs> mystery solved. You're cousins with Bill Hudson. No, I'm not. Bill and I are not cousins. Bill and I have a mutual acquaintance, and he wondered how I knew said person. That, oh, that's that's how. That's how. What? I just figured while I thought of it, I better say it because uh, anyway. So do you think Oak Island is like the ultimate pirate Rickroll or like, um, <laughs> you know, like, do you, do you think that they did that when all went all went to all that trouble just to prank? Like, was that the pirate prank of the day? This is this is going to be great horror. <laughs> it could have been, except for like the crazy part is somebody put a ton of work into building it. So it could just be like, ah, nothing at the bottom. I'm just a jerk pirate who had time on his hands. Uh, but you never know. And no, Dwight, we're still talking about Oak Island and we don't take commercial breaks. So I'm not sure what you were watching. Um, Unless you want to pay us for a commercial ad, we'll, we'll do the ad for you. Listen, yeah, you've got a business. Do you want us to roll an ad for you? Let us know. You need help. (laughs) Dwight's your guy. It could be even better than that. Um, (laughs) At least we, I can promise at least 15% better than what you just heard. Uh, also, I do think we should point out that uh, that Scotty came to our defense way up earlier and said, Oprah has never been a Tuesday night tradition for me. OHC has. Nuff said. Mm-hmm. Thank oh. you, Scotty. Period. Thank you, Scotty. I hope that the, the local show about nothing. That's funny. Good one, Scott. Uh, Oak Island <laughs> is the Seinfeld of the merit. That's awesome. <laughs> nice job. It's so true. Up next on Oak Island. They dig some more. Do they find it? <laughs> nope, because we have another episode coming next week. <laughs> oh, heavens. Yeah, they found their treasure and it was TV royalties. Oh, yeah, nice. Uh, all right, guys. Well, um, man, legends, conspiracy theories. I think we've we've hit some good ones here tonight. What would mm-hmm. you do if there was aliens? Mm-hmm. What would you legitimately think? Lucas, I'm not trying to milk this for more, but I really, I'm, I'm curious. No, I, it's funny because you mentioned too about the like, would it impact your faith or whatever? And I don't feel like it would. Like, I don't. I would. I would assume that God created them. Yeah, life then, elsewhere doesn't disprove how we were created. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've heard. People, um, it would scare me. It would scare me a lot. I've I've heard. I people would bring say water. That, Oh, sorry. Everywhere. Apologies. Apologies. Like in the like in the show <laughs> in the movie Signs, I would I would gather right. all of the alien weaknesses from every movie and carry them in a backpack. That's right. Smart. Yeah, you're prepared. Um, mm-hmm. Oh shoot! I've heard people make the argument that there's there's other life out there that's created by God, and they have their own Bible and their own Savior, and our ours was just specific to us. Anyway, at that point, I got my tin foil. Mm-hmm. I got my tin foil out and started wrapping mm-hmm. my head, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> just to just to be no. on the safe side. But but I mean, uh, I don't want to get too pretty. much into it. But how do you, if there was life elsewhere, did they have Jesus as well? You know, you would. Yeah, you would think it, it, like okay, so you would you would think that. If there was l- human life on other planets that were created by God, you think He would give them the same opportunity for salvation that He gave us? Mm-hmm. It, so, like Jesus finished up here, and then He went to the next planet. 
Well, or does he have to? Can he be in more Hoping than one his place? next planet will be the leap home. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry for the heresy, Dwight. Oh my word! Uh, yeah. Home run, Lucas. Uh, <laughs> All right, and that's our podcast for tonight. <laughs> oh wow. That was good, man. That was good. Uh, I felt good. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I I don't know. I, I really don't know. I personally, okay, let's, why don't we just take this to the one, one more step. Um, what do you actually think about um, life out there? Do you, do you think that there is life on other planets? Go. No. Uh, I feel like there's there's going to be like bacteria and junk. I don't think there's going to be much more than that. Mm. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I don't think we'll ever get our our act together good enough as a civilization to make it out of the solar system. So, I doubt we'll find out. But it's pretty mind boggling to think you know every star is every star is a sun and every sun could have like dozens or hundreds of planets around it and moons and all that stuff, right? So mm. it's crazy how small we are. Um, so, but yeah, I doubt there's anything of note. I'm sure no, I just like, wanted to give us space. Whatever. Yeah. yeah just, give, us, give us room to breathe. That's right. Could you, that, I'm sorry. I, I just kind of, I just, my, my brain's just going a mile a minute now. It's kind of, I'm like, I'm wondering, you know, what would it be like if the Lord tarries long enough for, for us to actually colonize other planets, like to make it to Mars and colonize that or, or put a base on the moon and actually start colonizing I, man, I think that. I think we could. That'd be neat. I, that would be neat. I I think that would be cool. They're gonna need well, pastors point, and a like school two, teacher. Like two years ago, there two, there was this big thing about like you can apply to go on this like one way trip to Mars, where you go and you get settled, but like there's no way home, and you just have to like make the most of it while you're there. And they send you enough stuff to survive. It's not like like well, you got six months of oxygen, make the most of it. Right. Uh, like they, they they would be sending you with stuff to like start up something and be a true pioneer, which would be pretty gnarly. Um, but they they were like. It was a big deal about applications, and I didn't hear anything about it after that. So, anyway, we'll see. Hmm. If anybody does, it'll be Elon Musk. Yeah, you did not apply. No, I did not apply. I did not apply. I didn't even know it existed. No, that was he need thing. not apply. Need not apply. I need not apply. Yeah, I don't think I'd make the uh, cut. Well, all right, gentlemen, uh, Lucas, thank you for the potent ponderable. That was potent, and it definitely. Uh, had me pondering and still does. Uh, that was fun. <laughs> yeah, folks, let us know uh, if you think there's life out there. I know that wasn't the initial question, but that's where we landed. Uh, folks, we're going to move into our SMORP, and SMORP stands for Scripture, Message, Obedience, Repentance, and Prayer. And this is just a way that we uh, look at Scripture and then go down through some guided questions with it. So I'm going to read the Scripture for us tonight. It's short. Comes from Philippians chapter one verses nine to eleven, and and we're gonna have some uh, guided conversation around that. And if you would like to chime in with us, uh, please feel free to. What is Dwight saying? Anything gnarly till your eyeballs are boiling. Anything's gnarly till your eyeballs are boiling. So he's going. I think with that's the, what happens uh, if you go out uh, out into space. The, the Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. What's that one where he's on Mars? Total Recall. Um, yeah, he's this. He's like total recall reference. Okay, which, which Dwight just admitted to watching. Hmm. Dwight. All right, all right. Well, let's uh, let's get into the scripture here. Uh, first, 
or no, sorry, first Philippians as opposed to second. Philippians 1, 9 to 11, and it says this, and it is my prayer that your love may abound more and more with knowledge and all discernment so that you may approve what is excellent and be and so be pure and blameless for the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. I'm going to give that one more pass because it's quite short. And it is my prayer that your love may abound more and more with knowledge and all discernment so that you may approve what is excellent and so be pure and blameless for the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. The word of the Lord. Now, you guys don't know what to say after that. Anybody know what you should say after that? Put it in chat. Do you know what to say when someone says that at the end? Sorry, my audio keeps cutting out, so I, I wasn't quite sure what you said. But oh, that's fine. Thanks be to God. <laughs> All right, so guys, what we're going to do now is we're going to go through some questions. If I can get my computer to cooperate, here we go. And they are the scripture part. What words or phrases or observations in this passage stand out to you? Uh, and does and, and and what does this say with the nature and work of God? So, oops. So, guys, for you tonight. What uh, what stood out to you? Were there some words, phrases? Uh, for me, and so be pure and blameless for the day of Christ. Hmm. Cool. Uh, for for me, uh, it was for me it was love. Love may abound. I'm sorry, because look up here. Um, love may abound more and more with knowledge and all discernment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, and for me, it was... I'm sorry, I need to step away for a moment. Okay. Uh, for me, it was knowledge and discernment, and that you may approve. Uh, though This whole the knowledge, discernment, may approve what is excellent. Those are kind of the things that, that stood out to me. Um, Andrew, what does this say to, about the nature and work of God? <laughs> oh, Andrew has fallen silent. Uh, L- Lucas, why don't we... Uh, let's continue through. So... Sounds good. What do you sense the Lord saying to you, Lucas, specifically in this passage? Uh, well, I just like the idea of love abounding more and more. Um, the two parts. First is the love may abound more and more, which is, I think, it's like the more you understand how much God loves you and the more you understand like how much you don't deserve everything God's given you, it gives you really no choice, but to love people. Like when you, when you kind of keep that in, like when you start thinking that you're great and you're owed this and you, you've done all these things, then you start thinking of, you know, but you're proud, you're prideful and you start like, Oh, I'm owed this and this and this. And it's easy to start looking down on people or thinking like I'm better than this person, whatever. But, But when you really put your own sinful existence into perspective, you, you just, how can you not love other people um, when you realize how much God loves you and how much like, grace is given you and blessing. And when you start looking at every little thing in your life, that's good is, is from God. Right. And it's a blessing and it's in the, out of that kind of flows how you treat people. And I think, you know, um, in, in every, in like, you know, as a teacher, as a pastor, as a whatever, um, how can you not try to love people when you understand how much has been sacrificed for you? You know, the whole, like, the whole, you know, forgive because how much has been forgiven for you mm-hmm. and all that kind of thing. Yep. It just, it makes it easier, you know? Um, and then there with, with knowledge and all discernment and it's not a, 
It's not a just blind, like, I love everybody no matter what, uh, which you do, but you also have to, you know, it gives you, you have wisdom, you have discernment. Yes. It's not just like you trust everyone for no good reason. Uh, that's not what they're talking about. It just means that you love them. Uh, and, but you, you're growing in wisdom, you're growing in discernment. So uh, it makes you more like valuable basically uh, to how, what you can accomplish, I think. And, and I, th- I really think you're right. Uh, and that's where I was going to head with the whole idea of knowledge and discernment. It's, it's, you know, yes, we need to love. We're called to love. They should know that we're Christians by our love. But that doesn't mm-hmm. mean that we just go out into the world and, and um, not use knowledge and be discerning. Because I can go out there and start mm-hmm. loving the wrong things. I can go out with the right yeah. intent, loving the wrong things. Um, and and the whole point of having the knowledge and discernment is so that we can recognize what is excellent. Because Lucas, you might be surprised to know mm-hmm. that there is a lot out there that is not excellent, and that we are told to love, um, or encouraged to love. And there's just a ton of stuff that's damaging for us that uh, you know is sold as good for us, and. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, to, we, need, we need to have the love of Christ abounding more and more and growing in knowledge and discernment. And, and then it says, and Andrew was picking up on this about the being pure. So to be pure and, da- uh, pure and blameless for the day of Christ. Um, I like, I, you know, this other part for, was kind of what spoke to me, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ. Righteousness does not come through me. Uh, and and my sinful nature. I only get that through Jesus Christ. Oh, thank goodness you blinked. I thought you were frozen. Uh oh, you might be delayed. Sorry, your audio cut out there for a second. But um, <laughs> I like the earlier point you were making, and then I lost the second point. I'm sorry. <laughs> you have a, Can you hear me now? I'm, I'm having a hard, hard, uh, tech time. I'm not sure what the deal is. I might have to just, I don't know if it's my earbuds or what. Um, but anyhow, I, I need to learn um, a, a American sign language. I, I need to learn <laughs> ASL. Can you hear me? Mm-hmm. Um, Folks. sorry, what are you saying? <laughs> this is physically painful. Um, Lucas. Hello. Yes. You can hear Hello. me. Okay. Uh, I don't know. Uh, oh, the, the my final thought in, in this is, is that my life uh, should be filled with the fruit of righteousness, of making right decisions, right calls, right attitudes, mm-hmm. right motivations, um, loving people the right way. But that only comes through Jesus. That does not come from the world. It doesn't come from a book other than scripture. Uh, it, it comes only through him. Uh, welcome back, Andrew. Your your reappearance is timely. Can you hear me? Fantastic. Lucas is having some issues with the hearing tonight. Uh, we've moved on to the message part, and I don't know if we can continue on, Andrew, or did you want to throw something in here? Your audio is muted. Just continue on. I'll just pop in when I feel like I have something to say. All right. Well, we're moving into the of wisdom. We're moving into the obedience part here. 
Okay, so the obedience is right down one step of obedience that we need to take today or this week based on what God's revealing to us. Um, I'm, I want to hear what Scotty's saying here. I, that's why I got a little distracted. I, he says he can hear us both loud and clear, and it's fantastic to witness this. Best show ever. Uh, I'm abounding in love for this episode. Well, thank you. Appreciate that, old boy. It's not for our technical, not for my technical skills that you're loving us. So that's a, even though we don't deserve it. I, I appreciate that, Scotty. That, that's called grace. Uh, Scotty called is, grace. Yeah. Scotty's giving us grace tonight. Grace. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, in terms of uh, the scripture and what we've been talking about, um, you know, loving and being wise and discerning in that love, um, what is the Lord revealing to you guys in terms of steps of obedience? <laughs> Uh, I'll jump in first. I think for me, it's just, it's just that whole love piece. And it's, it's, it's easy to be like, Oh, that person. I remember when I was in like high school, uh, I first, for kind of a random reason, I picked this guy. I'm like, I've decided to hate this guy. This guy's going to be like my nemesis, even though he had no idea I had labeled him a nemesis. He barely knew who I was because of a couple little things. I'm like, I hate this guy. And I thought that'd be kind of fun to like have a guy I hated, but it, it didn't like, it, it just kind of was like weird and not, it wasn't who I was really. But I, anyway, my, my fake, my fake nemeses. When was in this? high school? Oh, high school. Um, this was in like, this is, I think before I ever met you, I was just like grade 11 or something, but here's the thing. Like you have to talk about being full of love. Like you're not, you can't, hate someone and be full of love at the same time. Like if you're, if you have a grudge against a person or an organization or God or anything like that, you can't be full of love because you're, you, you're holding a part of yourself separate for this like bad thing. Right. Uh, so you, you need to find ways to make sure you're letting go of those things and and not holding grudges and not holding whatever. doesn't mean that if someone treats you poorly, you have to like let them do it over and over again. Obviously it just means that you have to kind of, you can love them and kind of keep them, off to the side. I think it's interesting, and I'm not sure if this ties in or if this will resonate with you, but it made me think of how um, Scripture says that if we have something against a brother, to leave our leave our gift uh, and mm-hmm. you know at the altar and and go deal with that. God would rather us take mm-hmm. care of that than offer him sacrifice. Obedience is better than sacrifice. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, you're right. You can't you can't hate and and say that you love. Hmm. Hmm. Good word, man. Very much so. Andrew, anything you want to add into that? I don't think so. Don't hit the ground running very well. Yeah. Is everything okay? <laughs> oh, yeah. We just have uh, one one ill kid. So, oh. And then both of them just woke up because one was loudly crying. So Understood. Domino effect. They're dueling. Hey, man, you got you to gotta be a dad. Don't ever apologize right. for that. I didn't. I didn't think you did. I'm just... <laughs> Just, uh, you know, don't want you to feel like you have to. <laughs> don't want that weighing on you. I, You know, the obedience part for me uh, is is recognizing in, in, in demonstrating the fruits of righteousness where the praise and glory should go. And it, it says to the glory and praise of God. Um, I don't know about you guys, but sometimes when you do something for someone, they're very quick to thank you. And, you know, oh, Lucas is, is just so you know, so loving and so generous and so kind and, and goes out of his way. And, and while those things feel great, oh yeah. Um, you know, there, we need to make sure that credit goes where it really is due. 
which is which is to God. Otherwise, and I think you you hit on this earlier at the very beginning about pride, and um, in, and so if I continue to keep a posture of thanking God and giving God the praise and the honor and the glory, I'm keeping it off of me. Uh-huh. Uh, and, and I don't need it or, or well, I, I, my flesh wants it, if that makes sense. Uh, and so for me, that's kind of where the point of obedience comes down is, is making sure that it's Jesus that gets the credit for any righteousness, any fruit that's bore in my own life. So, uh-huh. uh, the other parts, guys, are this. They are the repentance piece of, uh, of this. And I would encourage anybody, if you're serious about uh, seeing transformation take place in your life, to really go through the repentance piece. Uh, it's about writing out any confession that God reveals to you in this passage. We're all on this journey. And, uh, you know, I, I do this. And, Andrew, you've mentioned this before. And I know that you were doing this at one point, um, going through the SMORP. And... And I still have things to repent. I don't try to force it. I don't try to make them up. But the Lord is still working on me. Uh, and I've been a Christian since I was six. So, you know, I've got 30, 31 years as a Christian. Um, and and I still need to repent. And that's a good thing. So, gentlemen, any final thoughts to wrap up our time here? Oh, it's silent. Good one. Silent, silent. At some point, no, Short never, and sweet. never mind. Yep. All right. We are going to toss to Andrew and the tiebreaker. All right. So if you've never experienced a tiebreaker uh, before, basically what's going to happen is we're going to read uh, uh, basically uh, an issue, a problem that two people are having, a disagreement, and uh, we are going to discuss and try and break this tie. And uh, if you have a tiebreaker, we'd love to be able to break a tie for you. Feel free to uh, visit our website, OxfordHolyClub.com. And there's a spot there where you're able to submit a tiebreaker. So here we go. It says, my wife loves spoilers. For example, she will stop the movie and say, I need to know, does Gandalf survive? I've seen the studies that say spoiling things doesn't actually reduce the enjoyment of them, so I shouldn't really care, but here's what I see as the crux. I like to suspend my disbelief during a rewatch. Maybe this time, spoiler alert, Gandalf doesn't survive. When I have to take myself out of the artist's own own narrative and explain what happens, it hurts my own enjoyment of the piece and does a disservice to the work. My wife says that I know the answer to a question she asks, I should just tell her. But why should we stop a piece of culture in order for me to explain what is going to happen five minutes later? Absolutely. I think Jess has nailed it. Uh, I I think he's dead on. It drives me nuts if we have to stop and explain a part of a movie because it pulls you out of that. And and I'm just going to rehash what he just said, but in my own words. The, whoever made that movie made it with the intent of getting us to ask those internal questions. Is he going to make it? Is he going to, you know, is he going to, right? And and the artist wants to be the person that answers the question. They've timed it out. They've gone through the work of, of you know, narrating and, and storyboarding and, and all this stuff so that we can see Gandalf fight the Balrog and all that takes place there. Um, and... 
to me, if if we're watching a movie and now number one, Mandy wouldn't watch Lord of the Rings with me even if I tried, but let's say that she did and she asked me. To me, it I'm taking something away from the experience for her that the artist, the director, the producers, all these people put so much work into. The payoff, uh, we're stealing the payoffs when we're spoiling. And I also am very, I could have wrote this because I'm very much the same. I watch, when I rewatch stuff, I suspend my disbelief. I put myself in as though, well, maybe this time it'll be different, knowing full well it won't. Um, but I, I try to go along for the ride again and get emotionally connected. It's hard to spend, like, you know, I've watched, um, I, I tend to go over old shows over and over again. Like I can't tell you how many times I've watched in Star- order, in order, uh, Stargate SG one. And, and even though I've seen them all, I still try to go along for the ride as much as I can. But yeah, um, it drives me nuts. It, I die a little inside when someone wants me to tell them what's about to happen. And, uh, and it, and my daughter is horrible at this of just opening her mouth and spilling out. And I'm like, stop, you know, you may have seen this, but we haven't. And we want, we want to experience it. Uh, don't, don't rob the experience from me. So <laughs> Jess, I'm with you. Um, there's no reason why you should stop that piece of culture. I think you should find somebody else to watch movies with. Uh, I'm with Jess, but it's purely because I am the type of person that when I press play, uh, you know, talkie to me, <laughs> Talk, you know, see you in two hours and 25 minutes uh, because I want to I want to enjoy and I want to experience the movie. And if you're going to ask me what's happening next and, and things like that, you know, that takes away from the enjoyment. And uh, so I, I am I am with Jess. Um, some would say that the spoiler is the greatest gift. Hashtag left behind series. The spoiler is the message. Mm. Marshall McLuhan. Um, <laughs> for me, um, I it kind of makes me happy because when I read this, it means that two insufferable people have found each other. Um, and that's good because <laughs> that means, that means they're not funking up other relationships, right? Um, so I think you got the guy who's like, Oh, just let me know what the original artist intended. No, I couldn't possibly. On a movie he's already seen. Once you've seen a movie, that magic's done, done, right? I really like this uh, then, perspective. I disagree, and then, but that's fine. And then, and then on the flip side, to be fair, this Jess person is also somewhat psychotic because she's like, I need to know, does he survive this fictional character? And I kind of get it. Like I kind of get like maybe you're you're worried for poor Gandalf or whatever or 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 what's his name Frodo. Um, don't pretend like, like you don't know their names. I and Bilbo and so like just oh, buckle up for the ride. That's what this movie is like. Just figure it out. Also, but on the flip side, like I don't care. Once I've seen the movie, I enjoy watching it again. But I'm not, and I enjoy getting caught up in the story. But if like my wife's like, does this guy survive? I'll probably be like, yeah, don't worry about it. It's fine. Uh, and it doesn't like rob me of my joy or whatever although the one thing i am a little jealous of these crazy crazies is the fact that like my wife and i have a real hard time finding a movie we both enjoy enough that we would that one of us would watch it twice and one of us would watch it and care the first time like those are 
those are hard to find. Uh, although I did get a little taste of that. Um, we've been watching the Mandalorian, Melissa and I and Gideon, and they've, we've all been into it. It's been great. We just finished it actually. Um, but welcome he, to he does, uh, December. He does what I, <laughs> six months ago. Yeah, I know. He does what I would do as a kid. And it's funny because, you know, sometimes the stuff that drives you the most crazy about your kids is one of the most like you. Um, and he did exactly what I would have done was he was giving us, all this extra information about the backstory of these characters that he's learned about. And I call it kids planning. And he was just like giving us all the details, which I'm like, it only drives me crazy because I did it as a kid for sure. Big time. Uh, so anyway, that's so, I mean, at least, at least they can find movies that like, and they can be kind of crazy together. All in all, I say, buddy, just tell your wife it's going to be okay. And but she can only ask you like one person. Give her one person. Give her one out. That's it. That's fair. You have one lifeline per movie. You can ask me about tell one you the future character. Of one individual. So <laughs> that's right. I, one. We'll call it foresight. I disagree with you uh, because. <laughs> You know, you were making fun of the artsy person that wants to watch it the way the artist did it, and they want to watch, and you don't think that someone would want to go back and watch that again. Let me let me give you a case study of a show that at least you and I, and Andrew to some respect or some regard, has watched multiple times and picked up new things each time that we've gone back. Arrested Development yes. has such smart so. writing. Um, sometimes it's so stupid, but there's so much that they've done with that show that, yeah, you watch mm -hmm. it through the first time, you have that great experience. But I would say that I've enjoyed the show the best and taken the most out of that show um, mm -hmm. each time I've watched it after that because of how clever the writing was. Um, mm -hmm. Because, there, you know, there's there's the front thing that you just see and you get the reaction for, but there's so much happening underneath. And so for mm -hmm. me... I can go back and watch that show and and uh, take new things away each time. So, you know, I would not want to spoil that for someone that's watching that show with me. Um, and a rebuttal. Go I, on. I just, I just, for me, I just find the fact that like he, his Jess's problem seems to be that like he doesn't want to say the words out loud. This character lives or this character dies. Because it's like he's he's like trying to trick himself into not remembering, and I don't understand that. Like that's yeah, that just, I get that, that. That's, that's crazy town to me. I don't get that. <laughs> it's not it's not that he's annoyed that somebody's talking. He's just got this weird thing that he's trying to do. It's a little game. Like I'm only thinking about it with one part of my brain, the part that doesn't remember or whatever. Like I don't get that. <sighs> the like, not talking thing, I get. It looks like I might be outvoted. Who? Okay, so uh, Andrew, do we need a break? What are we doing? Well, I I vote I vote with Jess. I vote with Jess. I, I stand with Jess. But it's not it's not the same reason why he's upset, but <laughs> you found a whole new reason to be upset that he hadn't thought of. <laughs> Lucas, who are you voting with? Doesn't matter. Oh, so did you tell me to, to get us out of here? Because I lost audio for the last 10 seconds. <laughs> uh all right. You can follow our podcast on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at Oxford Holy Club. If you do use the social medias, use the hashtag OH Club so that we can we, see I guess it. Yes, we're done. <laughs> Nobody told I you to go. We're done. No one told you to go, but let's go.
That have finishes the power. our tiebreaker. And not only that, but you can send your questions, tiebreaker, suggestions, and more to us at OxfordHolyClub.com. Oh, my goodness, folks. You know that we don't pay to advertise. We don't have money. Uh, any growth that we have comes from you sharing us with others. If you've enjoyed this particular journey tonight, uh, would you click the share button and let others know all all about it? Don't forget to head on over to our website at www.oxfordholyclub.com. So for Andrew Beckwith and for Lucas Candy, I'm Brad Silica reminding you until next time, keep spiritually fit and have fun. And I just have get, fun. Just got to get it done. <laughs> <laughs>